I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Roll up, roll up. Hello, hello, hello. Step right on, step right in, step, 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 step. Hello! I hope you've had an awesome week. I'm Dottie, your host at The Humor Experiment. I'm going to have another fun chat lined up for you here today. I had to stop our guest from talking because everything was brilliant and I was just paranoid that we were going to waste all of the gold. Uh, build it up. Yeah, that's <laughs> good plan. <laughs> oh, you should have like this podcast is now average, but oh, before that was why I was on. Like when he was on. Oh. Uh, when it's on, it's off. When it's off, it's on. It's uh, it's just it's a real skill. No, no, we'll we'll, we'll crush. We'll crush. <laughs> um, our guest in today is Regan. Hello, Regan. How are you? I am feeling sensational. That is awesome. Yes. I'm just going to give our listeners a little bit of a, a little bit of a spiel. Just I love I love a spiel, a spool, a spiel. Um, <laughs> give him give an old Steven Spielberg, yeah, yeah, yes, yes. a little Spielberg. Um, so uh, we finished up with the Clown Lab for a little bit. We've got about how many weeks? We've got about four weeks off the Clown Lab. This is just giving me time to sit back, uh, check. Uh, what, what take stock? That is that is the phrase I was looking for. Take stock of like what's worked, what hasn't. <clears throat> Genuinely trying to, you know, keep feeding this baby, let it grow up into something magnificent. Um, so I've taken on board lots of feedback and lots of discussions, and it's going to come back better than ever. I I am sure of it. Um, we're going to introduce a performance outcome so that our participants can. Be, be gaining that as well because I think if you're an entertainer of any sort, performance is super important and audience engagement into really fine-tuning those performing skills and, um, and, and just kind of feeling enriched by that experience because, I mean, really that's what we do it all for. It's pretty fun sharing stuff with other people. Um, so that'll be in about four weeks. Stay tuned on social media for all the updates because, um, there'll be, there'll be a bit of a new format and a a little bit of a new process with that one. Um, this week's been, this week's been an interesting one. It's been fun. Spent a lot of time on my own. Sometimes you just got to like, you know, go into your own little bubble and just, you know, zen out and reconfigure, get that extra energy back for new moon. I always coordinate it with the new moon. And I like to tell my Uber drivers. I like to tell. <laughs> I like to tell my Uber drivers what I'm doing because they just give me a look like, "Am I driving a nut to uh, quick, quick the hospital?" Question, quick question. Yeah, uh, yeah. What What is your Uber rating? Look, I don't want to know at this point. <laughs> I checked once and I was like, "I'm going strong," and then it just went straight to my head, and I thought, "I'm going to ruin this." <laughs> it's like uh, I can just see you. It's like a good solid five, and then like. 
two weeks of new moon talk and it's like, wow, that, that really went well. <laughs> yeah, you can see directly how they're responding to it. I actually had a guy that um, was, it was into astrology and he – and it was weird, like, he ended up being my Uber driver a couple of times in a row. And when ah. he saw me, he was kind of, like, way too excited to see me. And I thought, oh, my God, <laughs> are you a stalker? <laughs> and, look, I don't know, but at this point, he is a friendly stalker, and I'm okay with that. But he knows where I live, which does make it a little bit more nerve-wracking. I, th- I think the big issue there is that uh, since he was so into astrology, he just turned off the GPS sometime, and he's like, that star, that star. <laughs> And it's like, no, no, right on Brunswick. And it's like, no, no, no. <laughs> no I know where we're going. Taking you to heaven, baby. <laughs> like, I'll show oh, you the oh. belt in Orion's. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> it's me that usually takes him to the dungeon. Can't. <laughs> I'm talking about astrology. You're like, let's put him in a room without stars. What the <laughs> hell just happened here? <laughs> no, I just like turning the usual situation on its head. Oh. And the, I like the idea of me being the stalker and the creep because you don't expect that in an old man, young girl combination. Oh, yeah, like that, that, that makes sense. You know what I mean? Like and that it also explains it your Uber rating, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I haven't shared that yet. <laughs> I could be holding out on a solid five, let's be honest. Anyway, we're going to give you a better welcome than you just welcoming yourself into the show. Regan, you're a legend, and so this is for you. (laughs) Having that loud of a crowd in like a room with just us. (laughs) Hey, don't give it away. We have a giant studio audience. Give it up for the studio audience. Oh, (laughs) that wasn't the right one. It's a backhoe or something. <laughs> I don't know the names of my farm machinery. <laughs> wow, there's a lot of farmers uh, in our studio audience. But that's the successful podcast just rolling away. <laughs> just kidding. Anyway, we, we, myself, I speak for myself and our listeners, we want to get to know you, Regan. We want to know more about you. Who are you? Well, my name's Regan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a that's a good start. And, Where'd you come from? Where'd you hail from? I come from Blackwater originally. Um, Blackwater is two hours west from Rockhampton, oh. which is eight hours north of Brisbane. Okay, and which is um, sixteen hours from Sydney, which is. Well, you've got your times down pat. <laughs> I've, I've had to explain this a while. Generally, you just keep going until someone's like, "Oh, that's I know that one." So. You just you just keep directing them and giving them coordinates I'm, I'm until good they an, know exactly where it is. I'm great in an Uber. <laughs> What's your rating? Five, five, baby. That's awesome. Um, what? Just to get into like a more comedy chat. Um, <laughs> as much as I'm loving this stuff, <laughs> I feel like I could talk to you all day about ethics at this point. Um, but in terms of comedy, what? What draws you in with comedy? Uh, well, I, I feel like uh, uh, I'll, I'll preface this by saying whenever I watch The Big Bag Theory with my mother, she'll, yeah. she'll look at me whenever Sheldon's on screen and it's like, ah, that's so you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, because, you know, there's a lot of ways where obviously you can just tell them this ethics talk. It's like, I'm on a humor podcast. Let's talk yeah. about ethics. Yeah. Just- <laughs> no, I'm totally, I'm the same. And it's kind of like whatever's on my mind that day I bring into whatever I'm doing. I'd get that. Yeah. Yeah. But I have like a certain definite way of thinking about the world. Yeah. And it, 
it affects my behavior around others. And as a child, you can obviously imagine that, um, you know, I had some interesting interactions. So I was like, I was fairly awkward child and (laughs) I didn't, I didn't really get human interactions, but I got that the funny kid in class, he was popular. So I was like, Oh, funny. That's how you do it. Right. So I'd like memorize jokes on the internet, like long form jokes. And I'd just get used to telling them. And eventually I'm like, I'd, I'd like learn. It's like, Oh, this is, this is, you know, the, this line is the punchline. You need yeah. to make sure you do it well. And it's like, oh, you lead up. It's like you need to make it interesting. Like when you're a kid. Yeah. Like, that is incredible. That is so cool. Yeah, I, I wasn't doing it thinking I'm going to be a stand-up or anything. I was doing no, it to just, think like, like this, is, this is how you interact with people. Oh, and, wow. and And obviously that's not how you interact with people. You don't go, it's like sit down, here's a joke for three minutes, now we're friends. Like, Yeah. It, but it, it did at least get control of when they were laughing, which was nice. Yeah. So, yeah, so I was like at least – fit in the puzzle and eventually I got to the point where you know I could make jokes off the cuff and but yeah well I guess it was a defense mechanism to begin with and eventually you know it led to how I interact with people normally and then just kept on going that is so cool I just admire that like interest and that dedication to learn a whole joke like a whole jokes feel because like I always found like like when I was younger and people did that, I was just like mesmerized by those big long jokes because I was like, "How did you? What? How did you memorize that? And like, how did you like like format that and make sure that you could deliver it?" And and I think, and especially because you know, I would learn like I had little plays and things that I did as a kid, but I always thought like to always be on, to always have something like to be the funny guy that like you could be like, "Oh, tell us a joke," and he'd always have a riddle or a funny thing to say. I'd be like, how did, how are you ready? <laughs> no one told you of this performance state, you know, and I think that's really cool that you did that as a, as a young kid. Um, what, um, so like, so what got you started with stand up? Like, what made you, you know, decide to take that leap and go, all right, now's the time I'm going to get up in front of an audience and try some of the things that I have to offer? Well, this this time um, I've been doing it about a year now, yeah. uh, th- this run. But uh, I did an earlier attempt in Rockhampton, which um, you can imagine there's not much opportunities in Rockhampton for um, open mics or... Uh, do, do they have a stand-up night there? Uh, they had touring comics come in every so often. There was a oh. there's a person who was a sort of promoter for a guy who was uh, at the time one of the, like a middling, middling comic in Melbourne, and yeah. but she was managing like a, his MySpace and all that sort of thing. Like this would give you an idea of how long ago that was. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> MySpace, yeah. yeah, managing the promotion, which meant MySpace, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, she but she also had like obviously doing the managing sort of and promoting side of comedy, she had, you know, an interest in comedies herself. So she'd organised some open mic, you know, events, which are maybe like once every two months or so. And, you yeah. know, I, I somehow stumbled across that. Um, it jumped up. And, yeah, my first performance I actually went pretty well because, you know, you invite your friends and, you know, it's a pretty supportive environment. So was this a year ago or was this? No, this was. Ages uh, ago. This was back in. Because it was MySpace. Yeah. Like this would have been uh, 07-ish. How, how old were you then? I don't know. Um, the uh, nineteen. Yeah, cool. Yeah, nice. Yeah, so that that <laughs> the, the one thing I, I don't remember too. Oh, actually, I remember one of the jokes, but I'll get to that after this bit. Um, yeah, it's. I, I remember I had a list of all the sort of things which I you know thought I'd joke about. I had yeah. it written down in my hand because I couldn't remember them all like in yeah. the order I wanted. Um, what what happened during that first performance? Like they told me afterwards is. 
I'd tell the joke. There'd be like maybe a giggle. I'd look down at my hand for the next one. I'd laugh remembering the next joke. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> and then I'd tell it. So the performance was like, and that's why the chicken crossed the road. And then it's like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's almost like, yeah, that's a good one. And then I'd tell it. And like, you know, irrespective of if they laughed or not, it's like, oh, well. <laughs> did, did the audience enjoy that? Because that would sell me on a comedian if I saw them do that. I think, I think both of them were sort of uh, expecting very unpolished sort of um, open mic standards. Okay. So I think, uh, like, I remember it going well. Um, cool. I, I remember, yeah. And I, I think uh, during that time, over a year period, I did like six um, which was how much they did. And yeah. the most interesting place was a shut down Wendy's. Like, you know, Wendy's, <laughs> like the burger stand. Like it yeah. was a little shop and they just <laughs> closed down the rollers and there was like six people in there. Yeah. <laughs> and we were like, oh, yeah, we'll just do it in front of our friends. Like, you know, um, next to the glass where they have all the ice cream and uh, <laughs> this roller shut down. Like, you know, that's so cool. Like a little booth. And oh. yeah. And, uh, <laughs> Um, but yeah, the one joke I remember during that time, um, it was, um, at what point does a sex toy become a sex weapon? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) No, that's the whole joke. (laughs) 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 Didn't say I was like a superstar or anything, but yeah, that's, that's, there's something there. I I enjoy it, but yeah, that's, that's like, oh yeah. And then I'm like, that's the joke. It, it needed more work to be sure. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, I was going to say, at what point does a weapon become a sex toy? <laughs> I was just going to reverse that. But anyway. Um, um, what? It's a question I asked myself nightly. <laughs> why? Um, I was going to say, I, I why did you... Why do you think that you engage with comedy? Like, do you, that can be like a deep answer. It can be like a surface sort of answer. I, I, I enjoy making people laugh is a yeah. simple answer. Yeah. And there's a something that I've been thinking of lately is that I enjoy the honesty with it. Yeah. Because if you, if you write a play and it's a drama piece, you know, sad, you know, multi-act, yeah. the crowd will sit through it. And, you know, then they'll come up afterwards and it's like, what did you think of that? And they can lie to you. And yeah. and you wouldn't know. But with, mm. with a comedy show, I know. I know how it's going. I know it's how it's going during the performance. Yeah. Because, yeah, you're, you're giving me feedback instantly through yeah. uh, a laughter or a lack of laughter. And yeah, and I, I also like the uh, the trial and error sort of uh, aspect of stand-up where yeah. you can just, just play around with it and it's like, well, this isn't working. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, um, do you have a funny story from your childhood that I do. you could tell us? I do. This will sum up uh, the – oh, God, I, I made so many mistakes during – all right, let's <laughs> – I'm so keen. I love it. <laughs> so I grew up in a town of 5,000. So – Oh, sorry. <laughs> that was actually not the one I was going for. <laughs> but it's appropriate. That's literally the sound of the town makes. Yeah. Yeah. You grew like, up with 5,000. Yeah. yeah, a town of 5,000. So you can imagine, like, everyone knows everyone. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, like, from walking from one tent to the town to the other, it's, like, 4K or something like that. It's it's, it's a small town. And yeah. anyway, so one day in year five, I had, like, an assignment or homework I hadn't done, and I figured, you know what, I'll just not go, and then I won't <laughs> have to deal with it. Fantastic. 
this this plan is foolproof. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll spend the day instead of doing whatever she wanted in class. I'll just do this, do whatever um, in my own time somewhere else, and it'll it'll work out fine. Tomorrow, I'll bring it in. I'll be like, oh, he's sick or whatever. Yeah. So naturally, my mum was stay at home at that point, so I couldn't go home. Um, so I was like, well, I'll, I'll just I'll just hang out in the bush. That's what what you did as a kid with, uh, you know, pre-internet, pre-phones. <laughs> Hang out in the bush. Yeah. Like, I'll, I'll, just, I'll just go to, like, hang out with some trees and, you know, ride around, like, the dirt tracks and stuff. That'll be fine. Yeah. You know, there's, like, a, you know, a dirt track park or whatever near, yeah. near the edge of town, which I, you know, ran a ride road to. Yeah. So, yeah, I was doing that for a few hours and eventually I was like, this is really hot. Um, <laughs> it's really hot outside because, you know, Blackwood have got to, like, 40 degrees a lot of days. Like, yeah. this is back before global warming. Like, well, before I got before, really serious. it's just we can't go outside now. <laughs> <laughs> before the ice. You know, there's still ice in the ice caps, you know. That's, yeah. yeah. Like, back when I was a kid. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, so so I, I got fairly sunburned, which would have been a telltale sign that uh, I, was, I was skipping school. Uh, but <laughs> but anyway, it was a really hot day. So I was like, you know what, I'll, I'll go to the pool. I'll go to the town pool. Yeah. I'll, I'll just chill out there. That's fine. So I ride. I love that. I love your independence and your self assurance. I would have been too scared to do that, but I love that. Was, That's so cool. This is small town, like uh, yeah. you know, it's 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 different mentality. Yeah. And so I rode ac- rode across town. Like uh, yeah. the school's on one side of town, the pool's on the other side. So I like ride through the town. Yeah. It's like just a just a year five uh, riding a bike through the middle of town. That's not sus <laughs> at all. Um, so I, 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 I get to the pool. And I'm wearing my backpack from school because it's got all my stuff in it. And yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah, let me in the pool. And he's like, yeah, sure. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, <laughs> so, I, so I go and have a swim and leave my backpack, you know, near the front entrance. And the guy who runs the pool, like he's, he's been there, done that before. And there's yeah. only two schools in town. So he opens up the backpack. It's like there's the school books. <laughs> there's the name on the school books. <laughs> Ring up the schools and oh, it's like we got a so we got a Regan Milne down here at the pool. <laughs> I love that. So yeah, I'm just chilling at the pool, like you know, still still playing with like the you know floaty things or whatever. Like, yeah. yeah. And um, as uh, then eventually I'm like uh, look up, you know, from diving underwater and picking up the rings <laughs> and and see my mother. <laughs> and. Yeah, there, 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 there she is. Um, somehow she found out. Um, the that's a problem with small towns. And the I, news travels very quickly. As I was walking out, like my year free teacher has her class like walking into the pool. So, <laughs> so, so like Not there's my like old tools at all. So here's the ways I was found out, just in order. I was sunburnt, so that was a giveaway. I rode across town. Someone saw me and rang my mother because it's a small town. They're like, there's Regan. He's riding around town. What's up? And he's like, she's like, what do you mean? What's up? <laughs> the pool guy rings the school and school rings my mother. And it's like, we got a captive down here. And then as I'm walking out, like the school would have been like, there's a teacher and would have seen me in a pool yeah. just chilling out thinking, you're not, you're not, you're not that sick. Yeah. <laughs> so, or I, I've I've had more successful crimes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, that 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 stopped me from wagging for a long time, yeah. and yeah, I, I think I, I very rarely wagged, if ever, after that, because I, I realised that uh, small towns. Not, there not are eyes everywhere, literally. <laughs> the eyes have walls, yeah. 
I think, yeah, I would have been too scared my parents would find out. Because I, I, I grew up in a tiny town. A little teeny town. I don't know how many thousand were there. It was called Nagambi. Look it up. It's tiny. But there's a big lake. Oh, yeah. You can, you, cool. can, you can pull census data, actually, and you can find out exactly how many people there were at certain I, points. I feel like I should do that because that's an interesting thing to add into a conversation. Yeah, I used to say uh, Blackwood was a town of 6,000, but that's a peak. And so I looked up before I got here, and in 2001, it was 5,045. I am going to look it up. I don't think it's quick enough you can look it up. It's... <laughs> Just a lot of dead air, and it's like this is this is where we wait three three minutes, and then it's like, oh, fantastic! We get to learn it was this number. No, 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 no! I'm looking it up. Okay, well, Nagambi. Nagambi population. It's probably a good thing you're looking it up too, because um, no one could spell Nagambi. If anyone was interested in the podcast, they'd be like uh, two ends. What the heck, Gambi? Oi, census data. Okay, what? No way! That's that's super tiny. This is in two, this is in two thousand and sixteen. There were eighteen hundred people. Wow! How, what, what? <laughs> and you're saying five thousand, saying it's small, and I'm thinking mine's way bigger. Well, but it would have been much smaller in nineteen ninety one. This is a weird thing to brag about. My my small town's smaller than your small. Town. <laughs> I'm so small and so closed <laughs> off. I know barely anything. It's very impressive. No, I, have, I actually I, wasn't trying to start a competition with you, but I'm just amazed. I wasn't trying to start a competition, which is lucky for you because I crushed <laughs> yeah, that you, conversation. You would have slayed it because I didn't even know the facts. <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just personally impressed because you consider 5,000 a small town. It's, so how it, do you feel about 1,800, mate? That, that t- Teeny? <laughs> in Blackwater, our high school, it got all the sort of um, satellite um, townships around it. So yeah. there was um, a Bluff, Comet and Duringa, and they were all really small. Like I think yeah. Bluff was like a, less, a few hundred, if that. So what, what do I feel? I feel like I probably would have bullied you in high school. That's <laughs> It's like <laughs> damn Narimbran kids. <laughs> And it's like, that's how it's pronounced. It's like, I don't need to learn how it's pronounced. You've got 1,800 people. <laughs> you tiny. you got nothing. They, they used to say that I lived in a hole. <laughs> that was the word around town. Around when I was what, in your hometown? Like, is this like the remembering kids? Well, because well, I used to travel like an hour to get to school on the bus. Ah, uh, so yeah, literally like you would have been one of the satellite kids to the yeah, bigger. What was the bigger yeah. town you had to travel to? Shepparton. Oh wow! <laughs> and I mean, how big you was could Shackleton? say that it could have also been a hole as well. Because then I moved to Melbourne, and I was like, "Wait, Shepparton's a hole." <laughs> it's just anything that's smaller than you apparently is a hole. <laughs> I, I feel like I <laughs> like I, I think that's 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 descriptive of the fact that you you got to get stuck there. <laughs> I you can get stuck in the ditch. I remember I. Uh, Used to go to Rockhampton. Rockhampton's a town. I think it's a uh, one thousand nineteen hundred. I think offhand. Uh, don't oh. quote me. Actually, it's probably probably small to be honest. But uh, and I remember going there when I was a kid and being like, "They have a McDonald's. We're in the big smoke." <laughs> <laughs> everything's so big when you're a kid. I love that. I kind of miss that. Like everything's just more exciting because it's ginormous. Well. There's still you can still get those feelings. Like, have you seen that new documentary that won the Oscar, Free Solo? No, good though. Is oh, it good? It is amazingly scary. Um, <laughs> How come? 
It's it's about free soloing. Free soloing is basically you climb like a a, a, a mountain without, yeah. without ropes. Holy moly! Yeah. So they they this is about a documentary about this. So they they're climbing El El Capo, and uh, it's it's like a two thousand feet. Right, so that's how you get that feeling. You try and climb to the top of a tall mountain. No, you w- just watch him, like in the <laughs> cinema. You don't need I was, to. I was white knuckling, cozied up, popcorn, sit on the couch, and just get that good feeling. <laughs> there was like drone shots where I'm like, just oh hell no, like <laughs> I don't even like looking off buildings with rails that high, and he's like hanging on rocks, and and some of the moves he's doing. It talks about like one spot. He's sort of like hanging on by a thumb, and he has to oh, he has to transfer to his other oh, thumb. Stop it! So his left hand's free to grab the next. That's thing. how I feel like sitting on public toilets sometimes, <laughs> <laughs> but like not quite sitting on them. Just kind of like a balancing act. Oh, so the other guy, the other person who sort of floats on them, like I you know, t- you got the one <laughs> hand on the toilet paper on the wall, and it's like. Oh yeah, I need the wipe. So I'm like left hand on thumb hold, Nobody right hand moves. transform. <laughs> Do you have like a story? Do you remember a story like a little uh, like a joke that you can tell that I'm putting you on the spot completely? Yes. Um, the intro. This is this is one I want to tell on stage, but I feel like the, the intro <gasps> is a bit too um, long to explain. But I think in this format, oh, you it, can it, it could work. Go for it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing says powering through an intro like tractors. <laughs> Go for it. Okay, so I've uh, I've done some silent meditation courses. Ooh. Yeah, so spent spent ten days in silence just meditating. I want to do this. Yeah, so uh, I did a course of this. Uh, I've done two. The second one I did, I was in um, Lumbindi in Nepal. Is it is it a vipassana? Vipassana, yes, correct. <gasps> That's amazing. I'm going to ask you so many questions about that another time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So anyway, when when you're in the course, um, you don't talk to anyone, but you do see a lot of people. So you just end up sort of looking at them and making stories <laughs> and making mad assumptions about them. <laughs> you know, and, and you look at them and you're like, you you sell insurance. <laughs> Like you need to get away from the insurance industry for like ten days, understandable. And then you like other ones. You go, well, yeah, you 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 are in a business, but it it sells dream catchers. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like you know, you, you run a toe ring store in bar and sort of, <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, you, you can you can definitely sort of. Uh, Stereotype the hell out of people. Which is definitely why you go to a Vipassana. Well, you got a lot of free time to not think and meditation, <laughs> and your mind's like, well, so you definitely got to think and judge. <laughs> anyway, so, but you got to realize while you need to be a sort of free spirit to go to those sort of things to begin with, or like a, you know, I, I was doing it for sort of um, scientific reasons. Um, you know, I read a book on neurology from um, Sam Harris and the famous, and he said he recommended it, so I tried it. And But when you go to like a local one, you get some interesting people. When you go to an international one, like one where you have to fly to it, you get a different breed. Like these are the ones where, you know, crystals are a serious conversation. Like, you know, you don't, you don't yeah. just walk into a crystal shop and yeah. buy them. Like it's, this is, this is, this is my belief system. Yeah. Anyway, so it gets towards the end of the course and I'm in Limbindi. So the only people I speak English are the people who just finished this course with me. Yeah. Um, so there's no options and I haven't talked for 10 days. So I want to talk to anyone. And so I'm talking to these guys at a restaurant afterwards and 
they start talking about, you know, how they felt the energy of the region because Buddha was born there and that. And I've, I've already tapped out because I'm, I'm just not of that <laughs> system. Like, that, that's, that's not my thing. Yeah. But, but since I tapped out from the table real early, I got to see um, when ever, there was this one guy that was like the king of out there forts. Like, <laughs> and as he gradually explained what was happening in his experience, I get to see the whole table reach their eventual point of tap out. <laughs> like in, in, a, in a field of like, they all went, oh yeah, energies, the energies, that's real. I get to see him eventually reach the point where it's like, mate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. So the, I'll preface by describing the guy. He's, he just imagined George Costanza with long hair. And and you've got him, and and as soon as he left the course, you're not allowed to wear like religious items in the course because yeah. it's a distraction. You're meant to be just doing meditation, so you can't yeah. wear crosses or anything. Mm-hmm. As soon as he left the course, he put on a crystal in the middle of his forehead, um, and it wasn't like a bandana style; it was like a g-string style. It's a string across the top and <laughs> across the middle. So it looks like he was wearing a g-string, but like a crystal in the middle of I'm it. I'm pretty sure he didn't see it that way, but I love that you did. <laughs> Look, it had a lot of lace. It was delicate, it, you know. It kept, it kept it in the place, like, and and obviously his logic was sound. It was, it was like, well, you know, you know how you got the third eye there, and I was like, oh, naturally. Uh, uh, so the, the crystals there, and it's like channels. I love that idea, but also I can see from the outside how bloody weird that is. And it's like, well, obviously you keep it close there, and it channels it better. And I'm like, naturally. <laughs> You speak so insightfully, you speak with, with volume. So, yeah, he, he's explaining that. And anyway, he's talking about his experience and he says like, well, you know, you, you channel the energy and then, you know, you're able to experience, you know, uh, other planes. You know, you get to see these sort of uh, spiritual planes. and some Like he- a G6? <laughs> Like, uh, I, I can't say what it's like because I'm already tapped out. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just looking around the table. But, you know, a lot of people are sort of like, oh, yeah. And he's like, oh, well, and um, on this other plane, I was able to talk to my spirit guide, you know, yeah. and, and, and his, you know, my spirit guide is just, uh, you know, um, and when, when you focus in on it, you can see, you know, past lives and future lives. Yeah. Yeah. And, and some people are tapping out. Some people, some people are like, oh yeah, future life, all right. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, you know, and, but some people are like definitely focused in still, and uh, you know, yeah. I got I got nowhere else to go, um, so <laughs> I'm listening in. And he goes, well, yeah, and uh, and then uh, once you reach those higher planes, you can see the aliens that are currently with us. Um, you know, they're, they're just at a higher <laughs> spiritual plane that you don't quite see yet. Wow. Um, and some some are tapping up at some. And then you're like, so this is where it becomes a cult. When do I get to leave? <laughs> oh, I'm getting there. Don't you worry. Oh, shoot. Okay. <laughs> so, I, uh, and then he goes, and obviously the past and future aliens. <laughs> so everyone's gone. <laughs> everyone's out at this point. Did I, he say obviously? <laughs> I, I feel like I, in my retelling, so. like, he, he explained it so thoroughly with such mm-hmm. conviction that yeah. he didn't need to say obviously. It was just like it was in what he was saying. It was obvious. <laughs> wow. So cults are real. He 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 done his explaining, and everyone around the table is like naturally talking about the experiences, and gets towards the end of the night, and he goes, "There's this guru outside of town. I want to check out. Um, you know, who wants to come with?" 
And naturally, I say yes, because I need to meet the guy that's this guy's guru. Like, <laughs> Oh, my God. See, what that, what that would do to me, get out, get out now. You are high risk of joining a cult. You were way too gullible. Get out. Because <laughs> I am. And, like, some people, I think, um, confuse my, my uh, tendency to be gullible. Um, oh, no, sorry. My tendency to potentially be judgmental. Um, but what it is is actually me being aware of my gullib- uh, my gullibility. Is that a word? No, no. It's me being aware of how gullible I am. So I judge things quickly to protect myself because I believe things very easily. Well, there's a saying that um, a, a, a cynic is a, a scorn optimist. Like, so, you know, wow. if, if you've just had the experience where, you know, you, if, if you're gullible and it's like, I feel like I was similar in that way that uh, when I when I was younger, I was watching a zombie film. And yeah. It's called A Return of the Living Dead. And at the start, usually they have those, um, you know, at the end of the movie, they have like these, these are fictional characters and, you know, <laughs> not real events. <laughs> at the start of this movie, it goes, this is a real event that actually happened. <laughs> like directly after. Oh, my God. Like this is at the start of a zombie film. <laughs> And the zombie film, they don't die when you hit them in the head either. They just yeah, keep zombies coming. Are terrifying. So I was just like white knuckling, like, you know, 12 year old. I was like, I like horror movies. I see this and I'm like, this, this actually happened. This, this happened. And just losing my mind. The, 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 the movie ends with the, the whole city getting nuked. Nuke. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I wasn't I wasn't smart enough to go like, oh yeah, that 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 didn't happen. There's like been two nuclear <laughs> I read a zombie survival guide and it, like oh my god, that felt so real to me. <laughs> Cuz they like give you survival tips and like, oh my god, I got to be ready. I got to be ready. Um we're going to sign off. Um, oh, I- I'm really sad. The, the, the story hasn't ended. Oh, hasn't it? I thought that was the funny bit. Okay, okay. No, no. All right, go. I'll, I'll, uh, how, Finish how, it. how long have we got? Like, not, not long. Go for okay. it. Okay, oh, well, I'll, <laughs> this is a speed run version. Yeah. Okay, so we're going out of town. Um, we eventually reach this place, luckily. I didn't look it up. <laughs> I'm glad he let us somewhere. Oh, my God. Um, so we get to this big bell, which the meditation places have to sort of signify, like, now you meditate, now you go to eat. Yeah. He walks up to it and just starts ringing it. Like, you know, honey, I'm home. <laughs> he's never been there. He just, and I'm like, what are you doing? I brought in the sacrifices. <laughs> I brought in the sacrificial people. It's like, what, what, what have you done? Uh, what are you doing? It's like, oh, I just wanted to do that. And I'm like, Fuck. you know, this, this yeah. guy, I, I can't like, you know, think, oh, he wasn't thinking logically now. Um, yeah. But anyway, we, we start walking in further and there's like this ro- dome sort of area with like glass of walls and you can see it's like the main meditation area and there's sort of people dancing in the middle of it, cool. you know, walking around this room, yep. uh, you know, full on sort of, uh, you know, exactly what you're thinking. And, <laughs> and we start walking towards it and this groundskeeper walks up to him and he goes, um, oh, sorry, you know, we've, you've come in the middle of a meditation, you know, prayer session, you, know, you have to come back at a different time. And it's like, right. oh, that's a, that's a shame, but, you know, understandable. Um, yeah. And as, as this is happening, the guru, like you think just a stereotypical guru, like, you know, long hair, long beard, yeah. he... He pops his head like out the door. He sees we've been stopped, but he doesn't want that. He pops his head and he's like, waves us over. He's like, come join us. You know, you can catch up. Like, you know, just join in yeah, the dancing, yeah. you know, and it's meditating dancing. And he's like, fantastic. Yes. So we, we start walking there. And, and as we're walking there, the, the, the guy, George Costanza, <laughs> he, yeah. he turns to me with a crystal in the middle of his forehead and, and goes, this is some hippie shit, huh? <laughs> He'd reached his point. It was just like he interpretive dance. 
<laughs> That's so funny. We all have different tap out points. I've definitely participated in like meditative dancing and weird hippie trippy tribal <laughs> things. But I think I draw the line at like catching a bus out into the middle of nowhere and Jonestown just just flashes before my eyes and I just think, God, no, not today. Not oh, today, <laughs> demon. Like the, lo- the longest story, I, I do elaborate on that. But uh, yeah, that's it, it wasn't a smart move on my case. No, you but- did well. You fared. You're still here. <laughs> and like to be fair, it's obviously not always going to be the case. There's a lot of amazing things that, that happen in these like spiritual sort of hubs. I um I I didn't think he was malicious of any kind. I just yeah, think like he he was like that. a flat earther or whatever. You yeah, know? Yeah, yeah, he was just sort of like I don't believe flat earthers. You know, have you know dungeons in their basements. And, yeah. But I, I you know there's there's one aspect they've uh, you know used their logic illogically and then yeah. I think we all do in some capacity. Yeah, you just got to take each. It's case by case. Hey. Yes. Um, that's that's funny. I like that. I like that story. Um, we're going to say goodbye. Um, before we do, is there anything that you want to plug? Any of your shows? Also, how people can reach you on social media, follow you, find out about your comedy if they want to come and support that. What uh, what date will this be released? This will be released on Monday. Well, then, uh, fantastic. Uh, I am in the state finals for Raw Comedy. <gasps> Amazing. Mm, yes. Congratulations, P.S. That's... <laughs> Comedy train coming choo, to town. Choo, choo. Um, so yeah, that, that'll be like twelve of the best um, stand-up comics in Queensland competing for the title. Um, there that is, is so exciting. Yes, yeah, congratulations. So, so that's Sunday the twenty fourth. Um, that'll be at the Sit Down Comedy of Club. Yeah. Uh, yes, yes. So that's a be literally within six days of this getting launched. Cool. Um, but if you listen to this later, um, five days or four days or negative six days, <laughs> like it, it could happen. So twenty fourth of March. Yes, the Sunday twenty fourth of March. You can get tickets. Sit down comedy club. Uh, go to www.standup.com.au. Um, awesome. Also, you can follow me on the social medias. I am Regan R W E G A N three six five. Nice. Yes. So yeah, that's free- an Insta. Uh, that's an Insta, that's a Twitter, which has no updates. Um, <laughs> and I'm sure if you Google Regan, um, you can find me on Facebook and yeah. I'll, I'll post some stuff there. So. Yeah, cool. And just keep up to date because very entertaining. You're doing incredibly well. Like a year into what you'd say your stand-up time is, yes. you're just kicking goals. That's so exciting. So you want to get on board, fans, early. You want to be able to when he's when his big household name. You want to be able to say I was there from the beginning. Well, the best thing about that specific night that you'd be going to is guaranteed one of them is going to be on TV. Like the winner of that yeah. goes to be on ABC television, that and is so you can so cool. you can literally be the most hips person you know and go, I knew them before they were on TV. Yeah, <laughs> that's so cool. We love that. All right, thank you so much for coming in, Regan. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for having me and thank you for letting me uh, um, try and rhyme with bat. (laughs) (laughs) No worries. Have a good week, guys. Stay in good humour. Until next time. Bye.